it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this uh, fairly warm August evening is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, for the second time this offseason, you and I are going to have an episode focused on a man <laughs> who will in no way, shape, or form play for the New York Islanders this season or possibly ever. And uh, it's not a habit I think either of us really want to get into, but here we are again. Nazem Kadri signs with the Calgary Flames and we got to talk about it. <laughs> It's uh yeah it's a third our third season finale, um which is good. It it's almost like you know how British shows they like have their six or twelve episodes and then they do like the Christmas episode. Right. I feel like that's that's the territory we're getting into now. These like random specials and um yeah I mean just wait just wait until uh, you know Chris Russell signs somewhere else and we're on here <laughs> talking about you know, about that. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's always a strange day when when the Islanders don't land the free agent that everybody says is, you know, run to the bank. Mm. It's a banker that this guy is on the team. Um, it's always it's always a strange day because it's it's a lot of people acting like the sky is falling. People with pitchforks outside of you know where they think Lou Lamarillo is, even though nobody knows where he is. Uh, then there's some you know reasonable people who are like, yeah, I'm not terribly mm. fussed, and um, then there's just people lit doing what you should be doing on August 18th, which is pretending like hockey doesn't <laughs> exist, but uh, we're, we're a bunch of losers over here. So uh, we, here we are acknowledging its existence and um, not only acknowledging its existence, but like wallowing in, in its yeah. existence right now. Um, but I will say uh, before we bring in our, our guests that I am at this point more frustrated and, and not just about Kadri and Goudreau not signing, but like just the whole situation, like the extenuating circumstances, how it was covered. I'm more frustrated 
than I am worried about the, the team's chances next year. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. And, and we'll get to all that and, and many feelings, uh, both objective and uh, emotional. But uh, we do have another guest with us tonight. So we're not the only losers on this call. But our, our guest, of course, is not a loser. He's one of our all-time favorites <laughs> and the man we've had on this show more than any. And he knows Islanders fans as, better, as well as anybody. He is Arthur Staple of The Athletic. Art, how are you this fine Thursday evening in August? Did somebody put out the loser bat signal? Yes, it's good to be here, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. We we appreciate you jumping on with us uh, on very very short notice to talk about this most very strange day uh, that uh, Islanders fans won't forget uh, anytime soon. And we could just add it to the list. We'll get to it in a little bit. But just, I mean, just to kick things off, like. Again, you know Islanders fans as well as anybody, even though you, you don't cover the team kind of day to day the way that you, you used to. But um, I mean, what, what's your your what do you make of this whole Kadri situation? I mean, he was told we were told for weeks that there was a deal in place that he was just waiting to be announced, and then all of a sudden today it's announced that Kadri is signing with the Flames. They had to move Sean Monahan to Montreal in a hilariously condition laden trade. Um, but at the end of the day. None of these things happened. Uh, I mean, what's your take on it just from, I guess, a, a, an Islanders kind of roster point of view? Uh, and then we can kind of go out to the larger side because it, it, it is kind of a fascinating thing still that this guy was kind of pegged for this team. And now he's just not here. He's playing for somebody else now. Yeah, I, I think it's different than the the Johnny Gaudreau situation, which was kind of like, oh, things went quiet for a few hours with Gaudreau on that opening day of free agency. So people thought like, oh, are the Islanders in on it? And then when he announced that he'd signed with Columbus and it kind of came out that the Islanders really didn't have a chance to say, hold the phone here to Gaudreau and his reps and and, and try to move money out. But the Kadri situation seems like there's a lot more to it uh, just because it, it went on for so long. And I think, you know, you, you see the minute that he signed with a team that wasn't the Islanders, everybody knew about it in five seconds. Right. So the fact that it was completely dormant and quiet for over a month says there had to be something there. And certainly it wasn't an agreement on a deal. Um, it was probably more along the lines of, if we do X, then we can do Y with you. And Calgary jumped in, according to Brad Treleving in his conference call not long ago, about a week or so ago, and they were the ones that said, if we can do X, we will do Y. And they did it, and the Islanders didn't. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably never know how far down the road it got between Kadri and the Islanders, or how close Lou Lamarillo got to moving some salary out to make it work. But uh, but I think there was interest this time, and it was not a Goudreau situation. And um, whether there's disappointment around the Islanders, uh, we'll never know. But there's certainly some disappointment and angst around the fan base, and it's justified. There's it's it's been another very strange off season, and last off season at least it was. They're just trying to bring back their own guys. They're not out there hunting for new blood. And after the season that they had it seemed like they were hunting for some new blood. And now we're just kind of other than Alexander Romanov. It seems like the internet 
the Twitter run it back meme <laughs> applies pretty much only to the Islanders this year. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm like, what was the team gonna, that was going to run it back? Because it wasn't these I guys. think it was the, it was the, it was the Leafs, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Any, any question you have about anything that's going on in the NHL, Dan, you should know. Yeah. The answer is always <laughs> of course, of course. the Leafs. Right. But the real run it back team right. looks like it's going to be <laughs> the Islanders, other than other than their very successful head coach uh. and one, <laughs> one very big uh, right. physical defenseman. He's a lot younger than their defenseman that they've had in that spot before. I think. I think. I mean, there's still time, obviously, for for something to happen. Um, but obviously, nobody has any faith that it will, and that's justified. Um, but I was thinking today, like, how many off seasons of the last ten or so, I guess, have been run it back years? Because, I mean, the Tavares one obviously wasn't. Um, last year was the the year before like they didn't really do much either um it's 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 been like this core has been together and and the, the, when people talk about the leafs or it's like oh dubas loves to just tinker around the edges like no lou lamarillo tinkers around the edges and, and like we mean like the edge of the edges and that's it like that's basically all the islanders have done and i think that's part of this, this this frustration is like you you watch i mean dan dan talks about it all the time when it's college free agent day and you, you like you get this like fomo of of guys who who you know jack hillen's like the best college free agent of all time um so like you, you get this fomo because you hear these guys sign and you're like what well, you know i want my team to get this guy and they never work out you know they're not going to work out but um it's just been so long for the islanders now um that, that they just they haven't had these you know splashy off seasons and and the the, the craziest off season in terms of like actual movement they've had in a long time was when our guy left yeah <laughs> like and so it's just, it's been it's just been a while and I think that's part of like the issue here is it's just been like bubbling and and then you get told that that this year is going to be different this summer is going to be different like we we know we need to 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 make a hockey trade or or infuse some some new blood into the top six so. Um, you know, I just don't think anyone is, is ever going to, to take, uh, Lou Lamarillo at his word anymore, which we probably shouldn't have done anyway. That's what GMs do. They just lie. And he is, he's, he's the, um, you know, the most Soviet spy of any, uh, any GM out there. And they're all, they'd all be great at it. Like, cause they're all so good at, you know, keeping, keeping their pie holes shut. Like it's, it's, I've, I say it all the time when we talk these off season episodes that like, it's, it's very impressive Sometimes it's funny, but right now I think it's everyone's pretty justified in their yeah. frustration. Yeah, it's you know, there's no <clears throat> whether it was you know obviously it wasn't a done deal, and there are probably some insiders who uh, should have just taken the L today and not tweeted at all, and just sort of said like, "Yep, had that one wrong," and you try to move on. Um, but yeah, I, you know, you go back to to the you know the Charles Wong garth snow era and you know i think in my time covering the team it was kind of the you'd get the i'd get the text from someone with the team like yeah we're done for the day on that first day of free agency after they signed you know a backup goalie or a couple (laughs) other guys or whatever and it was just kind of like okay you know they they took their swings and they met i used to i used to be so mad at you when i would see those (laughs) tweets i'd be like i'd blame you personally at least you know that they were legit right it wasn't like i was just coming up with it like i wanted the day to be over for my own my own sake but (laughs) 
you'd get that and there'd be uh, the, the incredible disappointment and, and venting and whatever. And it's just like, you know, I think in the year, in the intervening years, we've come to understand that, that, you know, the, the, the big, you know, publisher's clearinghouse check that the owners have for their GMs in free agency, the one that Charles gave Snow had like a couple zeros missing on the end of it. It was just kind of, we're, we're giving you $10 to work with and you got to come up with as many bargains as you can. And if you can stretch it out over a few guys, great. And if not too bad. So it wasn't the expectations I think were not as great, but got deep pocketed owners, a nice new building, a couple of very successful years. Um, you know, all the things that you wanted to believe would change in free agency that more guys would want to come here. Um, and maybe they did, but I think now you're seeing the problem with the earlier run it, running it back from Lou, where he made a point of bringing back Anders Lee and Brock Nelson and guys that are useful guys, but on very big contracts and, you know, ter mostly term, not necessarily the, the dollars. Um, and while he's done well with guys like Ryan Pollock and Adam Pellick, uh, you know, you don't get to make a splash if you if you've kept all your own guys, and it's it's kind of a unique situation in the league now. Um, but it's just not it's not sexy and it's not fun this time of year. And and it seemed like they were trying this time with Kadri, and it, when it doesn't work out, is there a pivot left to be made with whatever a month until training camp start? I I don't know. I think now you you know you're gonna see. A lot of the pivot to guys like Atu Ratu and and William Dufour and suddenly you know and then re remind yourself that like oh right they already have like thirteen or fourteen guys on one way contracts <laughs> yeah up front and maybe the Kadri situation where you would have had to unload a Anthony Beauvillier or Josh Bailey or somebody like that um, you, you know the 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 sliver of the fan base that was like no we don't want to, why would we want to do that to give Kadri seven times seven for a 32 year old guy. Now that's, you better hang your hat on that because right. I don't, I don't necessarily see that there's another big splashy move to be made with so little time left in the off season. Well, and, that, and that's the thing, like the, it keeps coming back to like, Oh, well they had to move somebody out to sign Kadri and, and you know, Mike and I will talk about this later on, like how you know, acquiring Kadri in the first place was kind of split in the, amongst the fan base. Like there was, just as many people who were like, do we really need this guy that were saying like, Oh shit, you got to go get this guy. But it all comes down to at the end of the day, they, they wouldn't need to move somebody. And like you said, a lot of these guys are on big contracts. And as you're seeing with Sean Monaghan, who got moved to uh, Montreal today in order for the flames to make room for Nazem Kadri, they had to attach a first round pick with a thousand conditions on it. The blue jackets, when they signed Johnny Goudreau had to move Oliver Bjorkstrand, right. To, to Seattle. They gave him away for nothing um, right. because they had to make room. Lou Lamorello didn't want to make these kinds of conditions at, to make room for these guys. And so that's how you end up running it back. <laughs> There's just because <laughs> nobody wants your guys. Um, I mean, when you talk to people and again, I, I, I get your, you know, obviously even when you're covering the other guys, I'm sure the Islanders come up. I mean, you covered the team forever, so they're going to come up like, do you ever get a sense from other teams and other places that like 
these just aren't desirable players or is it just like the contracts that they don't want or, or is it really just Lou not, not wanting to attach yet another first round pick to get rid of somebody in order to sign somebody else? Like what, what is the actual holdup or is it maybe a combination of all three of those things? I'm sure it's a little bit of everything. And, and, you know, the things that people talk about online or speculate about, um, that let's say let's say they did have a deal for Kadri and they dealt Bovillier and had to throw in a second round pick to get him to you know to mm-hmm. throw him away to Montreal for nothing, which is you know that's that's not even a Sean Monahan situation. That's a that's a you know a twenty five year old mm-hmm. guy who scored twenty goals a few times, mm-hmm. who's barely scratching the surface of what he could be, and you're giving you have to sweeten the deal to give him away for nothing <laughs> so you can sign this older guy who plays a position that happens to be the deepest position right. they have pretty much of any, you know, they're good on D obviously that that's different, but they're not as deep. Like they have arguably when things are good, four of the best centers in the league. And now you're going to bring in a fifth. And does that, does Barzal move to the wing? How happy would he be doing that going into his contract? Th- this year? was why I was like, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> not the, not the two I mean, horn, there's but. a lot of, there's a lot of considerations. And I, and I imagine that as much as it dragged on, you know, like I said, we'll probably never find out, but if, if Lamarillo was willing to go as high as what Calgary did seven times seven, you know, you're, you're creating other problems that you're, you know, you're solving one or two, but you're creating three or four more. And, and, you know, players, especially with Lou Lamarillo, players do not dictate anything. Mm. With, with him. He makes his own decisions. He doesn't consult anybody. I'm sure he listens, but he, you know, he files that stuff away. So I'm sure he understands that if they're going to take a big step forward offensively this year, that Barzal has to be a big part of it. And he needs to be kind of in the middle of things, mm-hmm. quite literally. So, you know, I, it's all it's all nice stuff to kind of speculate about. We'll never, like I said, we'll never really know what's what's been going on. But um, it, the the complications of bringing a guy like that in don't necessarily outweigh making the move. But but obviously, this is the time of year where you just want to see your team make a move right. and do something, especially coming off the season that they had. And and it's it's certainly right to feel like what the hell are we doing here? Cause we're <laughs> five weeks past the start of free agency and they haven't even announced, you know, their own RFA deals much like last summer. And, you know, I think we all know that Noah Dobson and Alexander Romanov are signed and probably have been for weeks because mm-hmm. there's not really any external pressure for those, you know, to make those deals happen or a deadline for that. Um, but they still needed another veteran defenseman um, because, Char is it Chara and Andy Green presumably aren't coming back, so they need another lefty guy in that third pair. Um, and do they need something else up front? You know, whether it's a tryout guy or something like that. I mean, it's you know, with you're getting into fringe stuff like we were talking about, and suddenly you're in you're in the you're you're saying like, oh, you know, is is Pierre Marc Bouchard going to help help us this year? You know, like just to pull music out to Mike's ears that, that that Mike loves to hear. <laughs> Uh, or, you know, is Mark Eaton going to be the guy that really solidifies that third pair? And mm. it's just like, I, you could, you could be, uh, you know, we know this team well. And for a long time, 
But like fans from the outside who would just kind of do the Nelson Muntz thing with the team all the time when something when stuff like this happens, it's just kind of like you can be forgiven, I think, for for longtime fans to be like, "What the hell are we doing? We're supposed to be in an entirely different era of Islanders hockey, and now we're debating whether a sixth or seventh defenseman or a thirteenth or fourteenth forward is going to be the one that helps round out a roster instead of a guy who." was a first line guy and would have been a, you know, a centerpiece of, of everything going forward. Yeah. And, and I think the, the fact that it, it was like the deal was polarizing and complicated is it's makes the, the reaction even complicated too, because everyone's like, you know, I'm not upset that they didn't sign this particular player. I'm not mad about Kadri. I don't think Kadri was the perfect fit, which I think is all true. And, but he was a good player. And we were just told over and over and over again that, you know, this, this fabled drawer <laughs> that, that Lou Lemmer <laughs> has somewhere, <laughs> which has contracts for every yes. player in the league, apparently, you know, it's the Kadri <laughs> one was right above the Johnny Gaudreau one. And that one, you know, was right above uh, Panarin. whoever else. Panarin. But, yeah. 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 Panarin. Right. Um, so yeah, this is the third time, but um, it, I think it's just, people are just mad at, at the fact that there is nothing to, truly get excited about like i actually think the team is better just by not having char and green and, and having romanov and they're like significantly better than they were last season or should be um as long as they aren't cursed again like this this they should be fine like they should be a pretty high floor team in in a division where you, it's going to be cutthroat um but when you're told like like a guy like Kadri then then raises that ceiling and that floor so much even if he isn't a perfect fit. And it's just the fact that it was just shoved down our throat. Like, I don't know when it's going to happen, Islander fans, but it's coming. And, and if I had to read one more tweet where I heard where, where an insider was like, I don't have a timeline on it, but it's coming down the pipeline. <laughs> I, I was, I was, you know, you know, lose my mind. And, and, and you know, obviously talk to you too regularly. Like, I think you probably saw me devolve a little bit in, as a human being. <laughs> Um, because of this whole saga, like, like I was, I was grasping for anything just to like, for some news, because it's just been so quiet. And, um, you know, if, if, if there was an Islander beat writer out there with, with a really good sense of humor, I think they would tweet right now. Uh, the New York Islanders are done for the day. You know, <laughs> there you go. Well, it's not going to be me. Uh, cause I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to put the blowtorch right in my face. Yeah, exactly. But, and Mike and I have talked about this. You know, it'll it'll calm down, and if they do nothing else other than re-up their own guys, and that's they do truly run it back, except with without Barry Trotz, um, kind of a small you know <laughs> qualifier. Um, it can still be a successful team, and I and it's not I'm not just kind of like oh it's going to be okay, Islander fans. Like it could be okay mm. because this is a pretty good team. For two straight years, essentially the same, the same group, except now they've got a goalie who could potentially be a nine thirty save percentage goalie <laughs> for a whole season, right. which they didn't have before. I mean, they had they had Robin Leonard's amazing season, and they had you know Varlamov, uh, you know a couple of great playoff runs from Varlamov, but they've they've not had the potential for what Ilya Sorokin could do, much like what Igor Shesterkin has done for the Rangers that you have a goalie who plays 55 or 60 games and plays at a super high level, which we know Sorokin can do. Um, 
it solves a lot of problems and it's not something you can rely on but um if if they get that then like that makes you an elite team automatically yeah. and they're the the rest of them can presumably remember how to preserve leads and score timely goals like they did for a couple of you know for like three straight years um so you know it 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 feels bad now and it should feel bad now but <clears throat> is it is it completely dire no it's not because the team that they're running back other than all of the shit that happened last year is is still a pretty good team mm -hmm. and is also happens to be in a division that didn't necessarily get that much better <laughs> in the off season you know you you i i've done this obviously because i cover the other team and I'm looking at what they did and Ranger fans getting frustrated about that or, you know, Philly seems to be a, a complete tire fire. The Devils got better, but how much better do they need to get to be competitive? A lot. Uh, same with Columbus. Did Carolina get better? No, I don't think so. And now the Max Pacioretty injury doesn't help them very much. Uh, and Pittsburgh and Washington are just going to be in that, like, is this the year that they fall off completely <laughs> category? So there is space, I think, for the Islanders to be successful, to be a playoff team and get in there and, you know, improve. Obviously, the, you know, they missed the playoffs by 16 points. But if you if you're, you know, the top four teams in the division are not going to be 110 point teams again this year. There's no chance. And if the Islanders can improve 10 to 12 points, which is certainly quite doable with the group that they have. Then yeah, they you know then then they did the right thing and Lou looks like a genius again. But um, <laughs> you know it, it it just it's such a it's such a hard thing to see this time of year and especially now that like you know if this was July fifteenth and this all went down in a seventy two hour window from free agency, yeah, then you'd say all right, like, he's got two months to sort out the rest of it or figure something else out, right? And now you're thinking like like we're going back to some of these names and it's just like maybe Phil Kessel will come in and like, <laughs> so, you know, for, for a million and a half and be like a power play special, you know, it just something where you're everyone's scouring cap friendly for whatever, you know, whatever detritus is left on the free agency market. Instead of thinking like this is everyone for a few weeks had all their eggs in this basket of this guy's going to come in and he's going to be the biggest signing they've had in ages. And it's going to, change the team maybe in some ways that you don't want to change, but in meaningful ways. And that's, and I think for a lot of the fans that I know, that's, that's really all they wanted. You know, mm -hmm. if it, if it didn't work, it didn't work, but at least there was a guy that wanted to come here and it, there was a GM who had the green light to do something fairly radical for an Islanders GM in the last 20 years. Um, but here we are again, kind of yeah. doing the, when the we're all sitting here talking about a guy like you said dan who's never gonna play for the islanders nope. and that's that's pretty weird it's also funny that you mentioned cap friendly because that's where i am at right now and i i know <laughs> i know you need to go but i do want to read this i completely forgot about the whole defense situation how you're right they do need another left-handed defender yeah they have aho they have sallow i guess but if they, they usually bring in some veteran guys here's a list of ufa defensemen left left defensemen that are left that have NHL playing time recently. Okay. It's a very short list. So don't worry about it. Four of these guys played for the Islanders, by the way, Keith Yandel, Zdeno Chara, Danny DeKaiser, 
Andy Green, Chris Russell, who Mike mentioned before, Calvin DeHine, um, Ryan Murray, Nathan Beaulieu, Dennis Chalowski, Scott Harrington, Ben Harper, Thomas Hickey. That's it. Which one of those 12 guys are the Islanders going to sign? <laughs> Again, four of them have already played for the Islanders. Two of them as recently as last season. <laughs> Keith Yandel, you know, is like a whole soap opera, a walking soap opera. Uh, Ryan Murray is a walking, like, emergency unit. Uh, you know, I didn't think Shazlowski was, uh, he just kind of bounces back and forth from different teams, different teams. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know which of these guys is going to end up with the Islanders, but it's going to be somebody. Uh, I know you need to go art. So I don't want to like, put your feet to the fire on these 12 guys. So I will end it <laughs> and thank you by, by asking you one final question. So, you know, it, again, like you said, it, it, if this was July 15th, we would have a few months, but instead now we have a few weeks before training camp opens. So I will leave this to you. Do the Islanders make a move before now and training camp, like a significant move, not like, you know, one of these, these jabronis or whatever, like a significant move to change the makeup of their team before camp, or are we looking at the roster that's going to start uh, training camp with them? I have to think this is it. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it's hard to see otherwise. And of course you can play this back on a loop tomorrow. <laughs> if he, if, right. if they make a trade for the Lou and, and Jim Rutherford patch things up and from the draft and they make a trade for JT Miller right. or whatever. But I don't, I don't think there's anybody out there that's where you're suddenly going to say like, Oh yeah, like that's going to, that's going to be a game changer for them. I think this is the group and it can be a successful group. Um, you know, I, I think rewinding a little bit when people were kind of, when it was still seemed like Kadri was going to be an Islander a few days ago and Robin Leonard, Mm. Uh, they, you know, Vegas announced that Robin Leonard was out for the year and there was kind of like, Oh, maybe they'll trade Barlamo. I, you know, I think, I think there was never a chance of that because if it was going to happen, it would have happened at last trade deadline when they could have gotten a pretty decent haul for Barlamo. But I think, I think the, the core of this team is still the core of the teams, you know, obviously the names are the, are the same, but I think the, the, the philosophy of the team is, is not going to change under Lane Lambert. I know they would want to get a little more dynamic offensively, um, but obviously that's not going to happen from outside. And you know, maybe maybe Lane Lambert and his new coaching staff are going to figure out some ways to to be uh, more effective on the power play to figure out how to maximize Matthew Barzal and not necessarily saddle him with with uh, you know kind of afterthought line mates that maybe they'll they'll take the blinders off of Oliver Wallstrom and live with a few mistakes mm. the way that Barry Trotz didn't seem to, maybe that the same goes for Kiefer Bellows. Um, but I think this is, this is the group. And now, it, now it probably, and maybe it always was, or maybe whenever <laughs> Nazem Kadri said, thanks, but no thanks during this process, which could have been four weeks ago or four days ago or whatever. Um, I think you turn now to, you know, this, the, the kind of the, the, the same way that went the, the summer that, that Tavares left when Barry Trotz was able to come in and say, everybody thinks we suck and let's prove them wrong. And they did it almost immediately and did it for three years in a row until it all fell apart. Um, maybe Lane Lambert has that same ability. And it's certainly uh, the guys in the room know what that's like to, to be part of a team that gets ridiculed and, and can't bring team, you know, free agents in, can't do this, can't do that, back to not being very good, um, whatever it is. But, uh, you know, I, I think 
I think that's the only way it can go uh, right now from where I sit. Obviously, things could change quickly, but um, but I think they are sitting on a, on a decent situation if you take out the disappointment of, of not making any sort of splash in free agency or not even really um, making a splash as a coaching hire either, whether that is effective or not. But, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think this is it. And I think, uh, you know, if it doesn't work or if it looks quickly during the season that it's not going to work, then yeah, that I think, I think there's some real, there's going to be some real difficulty. Um, <laughs> got, gosh, you might even see another billboard or two. Who knows? Oh no, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, and I'll leave on, on this note that, the one thing, even from afar, that I'm not going to be around the team very much that I would would hate to see from the fan base uh, and from everybody in general, you know, the 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 mocking and the dismissing is always going to be there. They could they could start twenty and zero, and everyone will just be like waiting for it to crash in terms of like national pundit type people who never really give a damn about the team. But the one thing that I would hate to see is to kind of the return to the like, oh, you know, we got to get rid of this. You know, we need to like demand that the owners do this or do whatever. Like, you know, it's just they had some success. They have a brand new building. They have an, a, a GM who ostensibly knows what he's doing because they've been they've had some of the success. You know, he took a big risk in firing Barry Trotz. But um, I just feel like. Not that they bought some time to to sort it out, because uh, we can see by the reaction today that that people are calling for blood. But uh, but it just during the, during the season, I feel like this team has has been a pretty good. You know, this core group has has done some good things and accomplished probably a lot more than people thought they would as as a group. And you know, my my personal wish is they have a little bit of runway to to kind of get themselves righted, but. Uh, but yeah, I think if uh, if there's a couple of early losses, um, I'll probably regret saying any of this. So. <laughs> no, no, I th- I think you're spot on. And I was thinking, just real quick, like I was thinking, the guy I really feel bad for in this whole thing is Lane Lambert. Like he finally gets the NHL job, and it's not only at the firing of his good friend, but if this is indeed the team that they go into the season with, and I have 100% agree with you that it probably will be. Um, people are going to be pissed off. And like that first goal they give up in the first period of the first game, they're already going to be, it's gonna be like the shortest fuse possible, you know, and this guy is going to have people behind him breathing down his neck in his first game as an NHL coach is kind of not fair, but it's not his fault. Uh, but there you go. But Art, we really appreciate you coming on with us again. It was very short notice, but you've once again, given us great insight here and uh, we'll let you go. Enjoy the rest of your summer before it's, back to to hard work and uh, you're at the rink every day and uh you know we'll, we'll look forward to not reading your ranger stories but we're we're hopefully uh get some get some more insight uh, on the islanders from you uh throughout the year uh okay we're gonna take a real a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, michael mike and i'll hash out uh some more stuff uh, some more feelings about this whole day and the craziness and uh come around to uh where we feel about the islanders today all right come back with us Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now a word from our sponsors. First is always vintageicehockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor t-shirt and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for the Men- for dementia research. Uh, I heard from a source that there might be a new t-shirt this year for Islanders anxiety listeners, but I can't say for sure. These things are always in, you know, in, in flux. You never know, but there might be a t-shirt in a drawer somewhere. It's in the drawer. It's in the drawer. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll find more about, we'll find out more about that later. We can't, we can't give a hard date, but you never know. Uh, but vintageicehockey.com is the place to check it out. Use the code Long Island to save fifteen to save ten percent. Excuse me on your order. Uh, Betway is the official betting partner in the NHL. Play Big Pick for free anywhere in the U.S. or play for real residents in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Idaho, and Iowa only. Click the link in the podcast description to join. Must be twenty-one or over. Terms and conditions apply. Yes, I'm reading this very quickly. Try wines from the Pinot Project. Delicious Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, and Rosé, all under fifteen dollars a bottle. If you're going to UBS Arena for a concert or something, or AEW Wrestling, uh, you can get it there too. Please drink and play responsibly. Okay, so um, where does all this leave the Islanders? We, we kind of talked about it with Art, and, and I don't want to get, I'll get your your take on it, but, you know, I, I don't feel like losing Kadri is that big a deal. The fit never really worked for me. I was on a Twitter Spaces thing with uh, some esteemed guests the other day uh, through Hockey Reference. They reached out to me, and I was part of this whole thing, and I was basically the one dissenter or one of the two dissenters that was like, I don't see this whole thing happening with Kadri because it just doesn't didn't make a lot of sense. He's a very good player. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I appreciate him. I think he's going to do great in Calgary. I mean, give it up for Brad True Living. Like, what is what a summer this guy's had? He loses he loses uh, Goudreau and Kachuk, and he just replaces them with Uyghur and Huberdeau and Kadri. Like, that's really good. You know, um, I just didn't think he was a fit for the Islanders, as Art said. They're very strong down the middle already, so. It just didn't work out for me. So I'm kind of with him now that the I'm more mad at the people we'll talk about at the end of this episode than I am <laughs> at the Islanders specifically for not getting Kadri. I think it's going to be, I think they still could be okay. Like you've, like you touched on before, like, you know, things break normally this year. They, they should be okay. Um, and, uh, and I, and I, and more importantly, they're not spending $7 million on him for seven years, which again, right. for a guy who's already 31 years old. So, I think in that case, they're okay. Um, you know, is it great that they haven't upgraded? No, absolutely not. But I think in, in this isolated case, not getting Nazem Kadri probably won't be the worst thing in the world for them. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's right. And I was excited about like the prospect of mm. signing yeah. Nazem Kadri, just like I was excited about the prospect of them maybe signing Johnny Gaudreau or Panarin or whoever, because it's exciting when, you know, I, I remember exactly where I was when the Islanders <laughs> traded for Thomas Vanek and how excited I was. I remember exactly where I was when they traded for Ryan Smith and Johnny Boychuk and <laughs> Letty. It's like, it's just exciting. Right. Uh, so you get swept up in that. And, you know, I, I always knew like kind of the back of my head that th- there was, 
the logic wasn't a perfect fit of the player and the team. Like it certainly wasn't. It you, you could, like Art said, like create more problems elsewhere by by signing him. And of course, like the deal is not going to age well. Uh, mm-hmm. But that wasn't really my concern at all. Like a, my concern was you know, mostly that um, you know, like the stuff about the positioning and and who 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 would ship out if 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 you know Barzell went to the wing and then he's got a contract coming up. That that kind of stuff. Um, that being said, like, yeah, of course, like I, I, if they, if they were the flames today signing him, I would be this con this podcast would be me, you know, talking mm-hmm. about how excited I am to get a, you know, Nazem Kadri reverse retro, uh, you know, Islanders Jersey or whatever. Um, but I do think the kind of different sex of the fan base and, and also like the, the hockey Twitter verse media sphere, whatever you want to call it, hellhole that, that we all operate in um, <laughs> is um, I don't think the, there's a, there's a large group of very reasonable people in there and they're just the people that aren't tweeting through it all day. Um, and you, so you'll have these conversations with people throughout the day and, and a lot of people are just, you know, like it sucks for a couple of reasons. One, you know, the disappointment of, um, you know, the, a, another big free agent that's not coming here and that, that he would have, yes, he would have made the team better just in terms of his production alone. Um, so th- it sucks on that level. It's, and then of course there's the fact that, you know, we were basically almost like a kid who was promised all year long. Like if you're really good at Christmas, <laughs> like you're going to get this bike and, um, and then we didn't get it. And then they're like, well, Easter's coming, and if you're really good for Easter, like you're gonna get this bike, and then Easter comes and goes, and then it's like, well, your birthday's well, graduation's coming, coming so yeah, you get good exactly, grades, right? yeah. <laughs> and 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 the people who and it's almost like the people who um, are the ones making those promises hmm. and and pulling the football back uh, on Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown being us, the Islander fans, <laughs> the losers, um, are they don't take any. Um, I guess responsibility is, a, is the right word. Like there's yeah. no, there's no responsibility for, for like w- the situation because what, what, what they all do is they all hedge, hedge what they're, the riot they're inciting and they know they're inciting. Cause if, if you tweet, if you're someone with a platform in, in hockey and you tweet, like, you know, I'm hearing like even when Bob McKenzie did it with Panarin, like the fan base is going to react because these are fans and it's exciting when, when that stuff happens and to hear like New York Islanders against or or close to signing a big free agent, like that novelty probably will never wear off on us. You know, like the, the Mm. excitement you feel like I can't believe this guy is an Islander. I still can't believe Chris Osgood was an Islander, right? Like like (laughs) that stuff won't be lost on us because we're the Islanders. Like we don't, we don't go through these guys like the, the Rangers do, or, you know, the, the Kings or whoever, like we don't get, we just don't get these guys and it's very rare. Um, So, there's when they do say this stuff and tweet it out or whatever. And then um, they always hedge it. They still do it. And, but then they hedge it with a, but you never know with Lou. Mm. Uh, And because they say that it's okay for them to just be wrong and then move on and do it again in a couple of weeks with a different player or whatever. Um, And that's part, I think of the frustration, which is makes it so funny because from the, from an outsider perspective, everyone just looking at the Islander fans and being like, these guys are so mad because their team's going to suck. Like, no, no, we're, we're well aware that this team is probably going to be fine next season. We're upset because of just 
the, the absolute absurdity of the way we've been treated, that's where mm-hmm. our anger is kind of being directed to. There's, there's definitely part of it that is going towards the front office, but there's a lot of it that's going towards um, the kind of hockey gatekeeper insiders that uh, will not be like, yep, swung and missed on that one. Um, you mm-hmm. know, maybe next time I'll be a little more careful when it comes to this team because we're now oh, oh for 7 uh, this summer on them. And nobody, still nobody's been like, yep, nobody ever says when they're talking about, oh, you know, the Islanders need to upgrade it forward. Here's the list of players they can get. Like no one says, oh, by the way, when we made these lists for the defense, nobody even knew who Alex Romanov was. So <laughs> like, like there's no, there's none of that, uh, right. uh, you know, taking responsibility. And so I think Islanders anger isn't misplaced, right? Like no matter yeah. who you're well, mad at right now, you're probably supposed to be mad at them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's accountability. It, that's yes, that's the word, and the it's word. a word yeah. that gets thrown around a lot in hockey. You know, the coaches always use it and stuff. But like, we've heard for a month and a half that this was a done deal, and I'm not going to name names. We thought about naming names. I'm not going to name names, but uh, <laughs> you know, there was there are some prominent people out there that made this sound like it was done. There was one in particular that said this was a formality. He said that Kadri to the Islanders was a formality, meaning that, oh, they, it's like they just got to dot a couple of I's and cross some T's and that's it. And yet he's not here. And so, and the same person this morning, after the whole Kadri thing went down, put out another tweet saying that, um, you know, Lou has some explaining to do. And pardon my language, because I'm not going to bleep this because I'm too lazy to, because it's August. <laughs> my first thought was, you got some explaining to do too, motherfucker. Like you're the guy who told us it was a formality. So who's, where's the explanation coming from? Who is explaining what to anybody? Nobody's explaining anything to anybody. And like Art said, we're never going to hear the truth. We're never going to hear that, like, you know, how close they came. And maybe, maybe Kadri did want to come to the Islanders. And at some point was like, Hey Lou, you know, I got, I got an offer here from Calgary and I got to take it. And Lou's like, yeah, well take it. What are you going to do? We couldn't move. And that's, you know, would it suck? Yeah, it'd suck. But like, if that's the story, then you tell us that story. You don't tell us for weeks and weeks and weeks that this is done. And then it's not done. It's not done until it's done. <laughs> it's a, to, to borrow a phrase from Seinfeld, show me the levels. It's not done <laughs> unless it's done. And this happens. This is not just a Kadri thing. This happened to us with Goudreau. How many of us, you, me, other people, we had the thing on TSN, Sportsnet, whatever they are, and we had people, multiple people, tell us, well, he's just deciding between the Devils and Islanders. That's the whole thing. It's Goudreau, it's down to the Devils and Islanders, and he's making his his pick, and we'll know once he's done. And then at 6 o'clock, I'm getting ready to eat dinner, and Elliot Friedman is like, Johnny Goudreau is going to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then we find out <laughs> later that Johnny Goudreau never talked to the fucking Islanders. He never talked to them. <laughs> now I sound like the... the uh, the Broad Street Hockey Podcast. I love those guys, but this is how they like. They never talked to the goddamn Islanders. He never, they, he never talked. He never heard from them. So where was all this coming from? Who made this up? I don't understand. And it just keeps getting parroted over and over and over again. The one person says something, and it just keeps getting parroted over and over again. And then this happened with Panarin. Oh yeah, yeah he's you know he's he's really thinking about the Islanders. Oh no, now he signed with the Rangers. Okay, well what happened? <laughs> Five minutes ago he was an Islander. Now he's not. And then Tavares, obviously, and you know, and look, listen. I hate always going back to Tavares. Yeah. I know you guys are sick of hearing me talk about Tavares. I'm sick of hearing me talk about Tavares. But it goes back to that, too. We heard for a year that, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going back. He's going to test things. He's going to look at stuff, but then he's going to go back, and it's going to be done. And it never happened. So what the hell? Like, 
I don't get, and I, you know, I, I do partially blame Lou. I'll be done in a second. Like I do partially blame Lou because of that vacuum of information, that vacuum of information allows for this kind of stuff to grow and, and to happen. And the team's never going to say anything. So you can say what you want and then you, you fuck off to the cabin and you're done. And meanwhile, you and me and everybody listening to this is sitting around going, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm ordering Kadri Jersey, not me, but like somebody out there was ready to have this guy. How many, I, I, I'm, I'm so sorry for anybody out there that wrote a thousand word blog post about how the Islanders roster was going to shake out with Nazem Kadri. Like, I'm <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry you wasted your time. I really am. I truly am. Like, I'm so sorry. We barely talked. I mean, I didn't write anything about it. <laughs> we didn't, we talked about it, but. That's the easy part, but it just like, it drives me nuts. And and, and I don't want to say that I'm not mad at the Islanders. Like, look, if Lou hinged his whole summer on signing a guy that was never going to sign here or any free agent for that matter, that's dumb. Like, I'm sorry. We know what, how this works out with free agents. He shouldn't have done that. And again, now we're looking at a list with Chris Russell and Calvin DeHaan and Ryan Murray <laughs> on it. As far as defenseman goes, like, it's not a great, you know, the, the pickings are slim and you know, if something's going to happen, it's going to be a big trade. Probably nobody's going to like it, whatever. But like, that, so that's a problem. And I, I if you're mad at Lou Lamorello, you, you have every right to be. I, am I mad at Lou Lamorello? Yeah, kind of yeah. a little bit. But I also kind of get where he's coming from. I'm more mad at the people that made me think that Lou Lamorello was doing something that he clearly wasn't doing because they had to fill space and they had to write something. And they know Islanders fans get riled up. And, 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 then, they, and then they make the joke like, oh, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, uh, they write this article like, "Oh, don't get mad at me, Islanders fans." Yeah. Like, what, what, are you, what the fuck <laughs> right. are you talking about? Of course, we're getting mad at you. Like, you just yeah, <laughs> treated, you just treated us this way. Like, like we're right. we're just a, like we're like a muse at, at some point, and uh, <laughs> it's I I don't know any you know Ducks fans or Stars fans or mm. anybody like that, um, but I would love to know what. What what their day to day is like? <laughs> because like it, it can't it can't, it just can't be like and I know every every fan base is, is unique and everyone's like oh like you know life of a blank fan like oh like oh yeah you think you're depressed like I'm a I'm an Arsenal fan or whatever like mm. your team's good like like they're good or whatever like Penguins fans now are like woe is me like yeah. you know like stuff like that like I get that that's part of being a fan but I just don't think anybody can fully grasp the the incredibly like i don't know if it's like you know there there is a there's a, a psychological term for what we get put through i don't know if it's like munchausen's or <laughs> stockholm syndrome or what any of those are but one of them they're doing one of them to us um <laughs> and uh i just don't you don't see it elsewhere like right. the stars the biggest thing like that the stars fans had to cope with this off season was, you know, Jake Ottinger still hasn't signed or whatever. And they mm. lost John Klingberg and he does, he asked for a trade. Like that's normal stuff that happens to every team. Like mm. then, then you look at what happens to us. It's, it's yeah, there's normal stuff that's going on, but it's, tr- it's treated in such a strange way. And, and you're right. When you say like a lot of it is Lamarillo's fault for, what like I said before, it's an impressive but also frustrating and also funny cone of silence mm. that is just bananas. I, I went on a 
Carolina Hurricanes podcast on a Saturday night. You know, like I said, losers. Like <laughs> this, on, this, a couple of Saturday nights ago, I spent it on a Carolina Hurricanes uh, podcast. Uh, this guy who I go on his radio show every now and then does a Canes podcast, and he 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 loves Islanders anxiety hmm. as a as a Hurricanes fan because he thinks it's hilarious. Like before the if the Islanders are playing the Hurricanes, like he'll listen, he'll tune in every now and then, and and he wanted to get to know the Cadre stuff uh, a little bit better. And um, <laughs> I, I was explaining to him like. You, the, the degrees of separation you need to shut down to have the cone of silence that Lamarillo has is yeah. outrageous. Like you, you have the players, you have everyone in the front office, and then you have, okay, that person is married to this person. They, they talk <laughs> to this person, you know, whatever, like the assistant equipment managers, right. you know, uncle on, and most teams would be like, oh yeah, like the Minnesota wild, they're trading Kevin Fiala to the Kings. I know that because, I saw, you know, my, right. my I'm related to the equipment manager and he had to go to work to like work on a Fiala jersey or something, right? Like the, the, the degrees of separation you need to shut down for this is impressive and, and frustrating and funny, but it also does, like you said, creates this like weird, cringy vacuum mm. where you just get all these people then trying to fill it. Um, and then you also have the, the guys who, and a lot of people, you know, like the, they create hockey content, Islanders content, whatever. And it's great, um, you know, to do that. And, and you shouldn't be discouraged from doing it or whatever. But then you have, nobody knows, since nobody knows anything, like people will be like, will write, <laughs> they will just grasp at straws about something that somebody mentioned on a podcast. And then all of a sudden, because that tweet gets, you know, retweeted or whatever, people start talking about yeah. Uh, Gaudreau or Kadri or whatever people just start assuming that like this is this has momentum and there is no yeah. <laughs> there's nobody that just can say the Islanders are done for the day like we were joking yeah. about before like nobody will come say it like because Lamarillo isn't gonna talk to us and yeah. for another two weeks until September 1st like when when he decides the hockey season starts again I think you know we made that joke last last offseason like like he he must have this like weird thing where it's like yes July and August those are for your family and then September 1 that's that's when the business starts, like, mm. because it, we're just not going to hear for a couple of weeks. And that's what's so frustrating. And then you have, you know, former employees of the team that's getting <laughs> on soapboxes to, like, yeah. tell people how to feel. And, and like, so it becomes this, like, crazy, you know, almost like weird online version of, like, the Roman Coliseum where people are just, like, screaming at each other and holding up, like, papers and smacking them against their hands. And I want mm. I didn't even want Kadri to begin with. And then someone else is yelling at you. And there's just nobody just be like this is actually what's happening right now because yeah. we don't know like, Oh, Noah Dobson, by the way, he's signed to a four year deal worth this much money. This is how much cap space we have. So it's just going to keep continuing, mm. which is so, what part of the frustration yeah. and, you know, tie it all together. Like that's why Islander fans are mad. So all of this frustration is now boiling over. People are directed mm. their, their frustrations directed at Lamarillo, rightfully. So you should feel however you do about them. doesn't <laughs> matter. They're also mad at the media yeah. and they're also mad at like other Islander fans. So, <laughs> But from the outside, all that these people are seeing are, are like the rabble rousers in the crowd of the yeah. Coliseum being like, look at those bloodthirsty Islander fans, like screaming at each other from the, you know, in the, in the, in the gods, in the upper decks of the Roman Coliseum, like they're screaming and they're, they're, they're classless, they're dirtbags, whatever. And they think that we're just mad because this guy didn't sign any free agents. Sure. That's part of it. Yeah. But that's just a little part of it. Like that the part of it right. is you actually, like we're screaming about you. Uh, from up here um and and you just won't ever come up to to have the conversation that someone like you know art staple he just had with us or 
you know, some, some other people who, 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 who will talk to you throughout the day. Like if you want to know someone who never talked about, you know, the Islanders and, and Kadri, like being basically in bed with one another. And we, we rag on him a lot on this podcast is Jeff Merrick. Like, <laughs> like that guy never got, never said anything. So mm-hmm. while, while we're like piling on some people who we won't name who did, like there were some people who didn't and, like like Barrick and Friedman, like those guys, they never really, they said, yeah, sure. Like the Islanders are talking pretty clearly. They were like the Islanders and Kadri were in some sort of conversation, but it never got to the point. They never, they never like jumped the shark. Yeah. And now like, so now like as an Islander fan, you have to like kind of like step back and be like, who, who of this like group of people that I follow on Twitter, or I read their articles or whatever. Can I just not, not only tr- it's not trust. It's just like, can I tolerate at this yeah. point? Like it's, that's all it is. And, and I would honestly just advise you to go ahead and unfollow the other ones or mute them and, and just be like, I just, because it's, it is not going to get better because of the way the team is run and it's not going to get better because of the way we're treated by the media. So like just put some blinders on to, to certain guys and Hey, you might miss the fact that Mark Pissick signs with the Detroit Red Wings on a two-year deal or something, <laughs> but I guarantee you, your peace of mind will be much more will be worth it, and you'll find out that Mark Pissick is on the Red Wings in a couple of weeks, somehow, some way. Uh, you know that Roman Coliseum metaphor is is really accurate, and I would just like to add one thing: you've got all these people, all these Islanders fans, shouting at each other in the in the the stands about the media, about the team, about the players, whatever, and yet the gladiators and the lions never actually show up. Like, that's the thing. Like you see them all yelling at each other and there's nothing going on down below. It's just dirt. It's a rain out. It's, it's a rain out. Rain out. Yeah. Right. But they're still yelling at each other. There's no, yeah. there's no like emperor up in the, in the box or whatever. Nobody's there doing anything. Everybody's just yelling at each other. And yeah, the, emperor, the, emperor, the emperor doesn't show up. He's, he'll show up on September 1st and he'll, yeah. he'll address us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the, and the gladiators are still underneath the, the arena, you know, just waiting, waiting to get let out. But yeah. And then, and then, you know, we take the the brunt of that as fans because we're mad. But again, this goes back to the Tavares thing. Like people were mad that people thought that Islanders fans were mad because he left. I mean, they were, but they were mad specifically because he left for a team. He told us he wasn't going to go play for and spent two years telling us he wanted to stay and win here. That's why we were mad. You know, if he had said, and, and everyone like, said, Oh, he's, he means it when he says that, by the way. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe you. Right. I, I, I believe you, especially after the Tavares situation and especially after the Panarin situation and then mm. the Gaudreau situation yeah. and then the Kadri situation. I, I definitely believe believe yeah. what you guys are saying. But that's that's the thing. We get, you know, we get told one thing and then, like you said, that football gets pulled out from under us and then people get mad. And and this is, and you know, like I, I muted somebody before I didn't follow him anyway, but he was like, you know, at least Kadri now can grow a beard like a normal adult person. <laughs> Wow, that's hilarious, dude. Absolutely hilarious. Nobody's ever thought of that before. Like, come on. And 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 this is the thing. Like, you know, don't fall for the bait, I guess, is the one thing I'm going to say. Like, these people are idiots. And they just, they know that Islanders fans will get riled up. And, and you know, th- but they they do it because it's engagement. And, again, they have to fill that void. Like, they have to fill the vacuum of nothing. Everybody else is signed. So, I mean, you can only write so many things about dudes that are already signed. You're going to write about guys that aren't signed and the team that hasn't signed anybody. And, and that's how it happens. And it's just, and then we end up paying for it because none of these guys are going to pay for it. Like none of these guys are going to feel an ounce of retribution or anything. You know, maybe they'll lose some followers on Twitter or get some mean tweets. I got news for you. They ain't reading them. They're at the cottage. They got a few weeks left of fishing and hanging out and drinking Bob McKenzie's margaritas or whatever. And they're not gonna, they don't care. 
and then just gonna go right back and do it the same the same way. Yeah. So and they'll make jokes about it. To, yeah. Like like it's gonna take what yeah. three seconds for someone to make a, a joke about when the Flames come to UBS Arena and be like, Nazim Kadri's playing his former team. Are they gonna so, throw snakes on the ice? No, yeah, because exactly. we don't hate this guy because he didn't say anything. <laughs> no, but yeah. I tell you what, yeah. I'm not even gonna say your name. But if you came on the ice, like yeah. Yeah, I'd probably throw a couple snakes, you know. With the, with right, you, but um, yeah, yeah. it's anyway. it's it's just it's just it's just going to be annoying again because right. every everything's going to get lumped into one you know broad stroke of paint or whatever, and they're going to say like Islander fans are just you know they're they're unhinged. Yeah, they, they, this is how they act. Like, there's now another layer to why we are in in in. in you know the the team is is the coverage of the team is is has always been um you know there's just not a lot of it you know, obviously you know we've, we we went from half a beat writer in 2009 to a full-time beat writer and then uh you know now we have two plus a flyers beat writer mm. <laughs> but like it's yeah. like it's, it's just it's like the, the, so there's there's that kind of frustration too but like and and the, so like the the guys the 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 people on the the beat um at this point don't have the uh not the knowledge or like the, the experience with the fan base or mm. they don't really care enough to to like figure out the 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 layers of the fan base which something that art did and and, and like over the i think over the, the course of the years like even if i didn't know him i'd be like you know i appreciate that like he he gets that okay no like the, the brett yormark said that you know, they tried to pour concrete in the toilets at the Coliseum. Like this, this, th- there's reason why these fans like don't like this guy. Like it's, it's, it's warranted. Mm. Like, and, and you get to know those like things and, and it becomes, you like start to realize, okay, like there's something, you know, stranger than normal going on with, with why these fans, they're not just acting this way because, you know, they're crazy people. They're acting this way because they've been through some insane shit and, mm. and it's just continuing. Um, but Right now, the the uh, that kind of intermediary, I guess, is not there too, which right. is which is part of the issue. Like, so like, there's nobody to to like stand up for us on a platform at the same time. So it's just gonna be, you know, a bunch of people on a bully pulpit ripping apart this team. And the only way to fix it is like Kyle Palmieri and Sorokin just to like go off next year, and and the Islanders just to to kind of shut everyone up. And we're I think we said this once uh, on one of our series finale season finales <laughs> that uh, we're kind of back in our natural state, which was yeah. no expectations, chip on the shoulder, everyone pointing and laughing, and that's been what the Islanders have been. You know, I'm 32. That's been what the Islanders have been in my life. 28 out of the 32 years, probably, um, and uh, most of those years, they they are part of the joke because they sucked. Um, but there, this team has a chance to kind of turn the tables and, and turn it into, you know, potentially like, like that Tavares year in a weird way, like the post, the, the first year after Tavares and, yeah. um, you know, make people, sh- you know, eat, eat shit because they spent the summer setting yeah. us up and then yanking a football from us. And, um, uh, and then, like I said, not, not taking any, uh, accountability for it. So, mm. um, think in a way like everyone who's listening to this uh like you're you are owed an apology from like 20 different people (laughs) 
uh, one of whom is the like the Islanders GM. I think one of whom, <laughs> then then like nineteen others is right. work for various hockey outlets, media yeah. outlets. You probably are owed apologies by other Islander fans who have said some stuff to you. Uh, so I'll, I'll just apologize on their behalf and be like, mm. I'm sorry that you went through this because it's, it's it doesn't make sense that anyone should. Mm. You know, it's August, like you said, it's August 18th, and, and like you're you have to like grapple with an extremely unique um, right. disappointment that the the only people who are going to understand are other Islander fans, and even part, and then then you have to also parse through the the Islander fans who are unhinged and and then get to the the ones who who do understand and then you can have the conversation the reasonable conversation of you know this is how i feel about the team and this is how why they're making me feel this way and um so you know on behalf of everyone at at certain particular sites that we we aren't naming the um you know our, the lawyers will redact them at some <laughs> point but uh or they would if we said them um and on behalf of the the, the general manager um yeah, sorry that this sucks. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I I think that's true. I think people are going to be yes. owed an apology, but you know, maybe the best thing, like you said, is that the players just take this and and run with it as a you know prove everyone petty wrong. for their thoughts too. Like, yeah, because like they're all out there golfing and and it'd be like, do you yeah. guys know like what this team went through <laughs> with starting <laughs> July thirteenth? Uh, like, no. Honestly, starting I guess starting at the draft with like the yeah. the Vancouver thing and then Romanov yeah. and then. The free agency day and then mm. now this like well you know, penny penny for brock nelson's thoughts according to his own instagram noah dobson was golfing with nathan mckinnon today so my guess is that he probably did hear because mckinnon oh, yeah. probably looked at his phone and was like oh shit naz signed with calgary and and dobson probably went huh and then they just like teed off or whatever. like you know i mean <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know if they if they know or not but but maybe it's best if they don't and you know it's funny i was thinking we'll, we'll wrap up in, in a minute but i was thinking about this again it goes back to the, the to Paris here and and how they you know everybody shit on the islanders we all remember and then they came out with their best season in 30 plus years and i remember that not that this had anything to do with that but i made it a a, a point to not i was on i wasn't on twitter for the most of that season, I stopped listening to most of the podcasts that season. I obviously there was us. I stopped reading basically everybody that wasn't Arthur Staple <laughs> at the time uh, and the official team stuff. And and that was it. And I don't know, maybe I need to go back to that again, just like because it's just too much noise. It's and this goes back to what you were talking about before with other teams. Like how much noise? How noisy is it to root for another team that's not the Islanders? There are other teams I think that are noisy. Vancouver is definitely pretty noisy. Um, you know, uh, I would think obviously any of the Canadian teams, but Vancouver in particular is, is pretty noisy. I would think that, you know, Philly obviously is pretty noisy, uh, when they're not good. I mean, if you looked at the, uh, the front office confidence article today at the athletic, uh, the flyers are dead last. <laughs> Everybody hates what the flyers are doing except for the flyers, which is really weird. Um, but there are other teams that, that probably aren't nearly as noisy. The three California teams, for example, Anaheim, San Jose, LA, maybe, but because they obviously have a, a recent history of winning, but really not so much. Dallas, for sure, not so much. I mean, what's what's the temperature like in Florida now with with Matthew Kachuk? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Panthers had no fans because they do, but like, what you know, what's it like being a Panthers fan? Like this summer, it's been probably fantastic, but when it's not, like most people probably just leave you alone. Like I don't, yeah. that doesn't happen for us. If it's not a fantastic off season, we don't get left alone. We get dragged through the shit. You know yeah. what I'm and saying? Then we, we do get we, when we get left alone. It's like 
when when the team's winning. It's like, oh right. god, like yeah. the, the Islanders started eleven one one and one. You know, Chris Osgood's their goalie. Like we'll mm. just we'll just catch up with them later. Mm. Like you know, whatever. Uh, oh, it's but, a fluke. They've only they've yeah, only been fluke. in first place until March. It's they're, they're propped up by their goaltending. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, with the Rangers, it was one of the most you know crazy. This team yep. is just special. Oh, yeah. God. Um, yeah, and, and you you hope that, that at some point, um, that somebody somebody starts to to realize it. I think you know in in, in conversations with with uh, you know Jeff uh, Merrick and Elliot Freeman like. I will go explain to them like, like when Gaudreau, the Gaudreau thing happened, like mm. I was like, Oh, like, so he joins, you know, this, this list of players. And I like sent along like the list of players who have not only turned down the Islanders, but uh, the rumor back then was like the, the Islanders might've offered more money or what, whatever mm. it was like, here's a list of players that have turned down more money from the Islanders and free agency from, you know, Ryan Smith to Jury, <laughs> Gomez, Panarin, et cetera. Like, right. you know, he's now on this illustrious list. Of, of of players and i do hope that like at some point like these these kind of guys start to realize and then i think they are like at the very top um because the only way that the, the kind of next level insiders i can't believe i'm talking like this by the way this is <laughs> you know, I'm, i really hate myself for, for saying this the, 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 the food chain of insiders the, right. the, you know what what was the thing when we were kids and you get the the food pyramid or whatever, um, yeah. Uh, but like it, at some point, someone hopefully someone will like change the tone and be like, you know, maybe we should, you know, treat this fan base with a little more respect. Because then if, if a couple of those folks do it, then everyone then it becomes hip, right? Um, right? Yeah. So, um, but uh, until then, which is you know, that's not gonna happen, by the way. So I don't even know why I'd even waste my time thinking that. Um, but. Uh, until then it's just going to be annoying and and yeah. like i miss i miss the islanders and i miss hockey right now too which sucks about, like that's part of the problem too is like there's just nothing going on yeah um with this fan base or with this team especially like and and while every other, 31 other teams are like you know talking about oh how how is kevin fiala going to fit in you know, alex Debrinkit or you know matthew kachuk or whatever it is like you know, how are these guys going to fit in with this team? Like we're, we don't know anything. Like we just don't. And that's part of why it's so frustrating right now uh, and boring because, <laughs> Oh, how is so-and-so going to like, like I was saying actually to staple earlier, like Nazem Kadri was as much an Islander for the past six weeks as Anthony Beauvillier was. And Anthony <laughs> Beauvillier is actually on the team. Right. Like, so, so like, cause like everyone, you know, he was, he was the guy, like everyone was like, I'm hearing it's going to be Beauvillier. Um, right. So like those two guys were like, had the same kind of status in, in, in everyone's mind that like, they're probably Islanders, but they might not be. Right. And, and that's still the case with like a lot of these guys. Like, mm. like we know that Dobson and Roman Romanov have, have signed their deals and whatever. But like at the same time, like you just, we just don't know anything. Like we don't know a single thing about this team. Like, like they, they could have an extension for Matthew Barzell. Like, you know, like they could have done something crazy that like, we just don't know about yet. Like this is, yeah, that's, that's what's so frustrating too. It's like, I just want to, one of my favorite things to do in life is to, to talk about this team and talk with people about the Islanders and you can't even do it because it's all just, you're just hypothesizing the whole time. The only thing we know basically is like, they're probably going to play at UBS arena next year and their <laughs> schedule will hopefully be normal. And like, that's all you can really base on anything. Like, right. Because you just don't know any, like there's, yeah. if, if, if it's not like concrete in stone, 
at that arena. Like it, it, it might not be part of the team anymore because yeah. we just haven't been confirmed. So um, that that's part of the, the issue here. And, and, and like, I'm like, man, man, I would do an episode of Islanders anxiety every night right now, just to like help <laughs> eat, get us through to right. the end of August. Cause like, I'm just, I just want to know. And and like, yeah. I, I can't, like, I'm, I just want to talk about the Islanders and think about the Islanders or whatever. Um, and unfortunately, like it's, it's not fun to do it right now no. because of, no. <laughs> you know, and, and we're all left to, yeah. to our own devices too, to do it. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll like take my phone and be like, I'm going to, you know, I just, a, a thought will pop in my head. Like, Oh, what if, you know, Peugeot is the guy who gets traded for, to make room for whoever, like, and I'll start to text someone. I'm like, why would I even bother them right now? It's August, <laughs> August 8th. Like they're probably on the beach. They're maybe at work or something like, so there's all that going on at the same time. I mean, again, this is, this is the way it is under the yeah. Lamorello regime. Like, and, and again, the, the thing is, and you know, we, we got to wrap it up, but like, if, if Barry Trotz was still here, I don't think we'd feel this way. I think we'd both be like, all right, well, it's the same team, but same coach. So we're good to go. And right. we don't. And again, this is through no fault of Lane Lambert's. Like I just, maybe he, again, he might be a fantastic coach and to replace Barry Trotz was going to be a, a hard thing anyway. And honestly, the, the best guy for the job was probably him anyway. But like, this is a tough spot, man. Like his buddy got fired. He's the head man now. And these people are pissed off and it's going to be the <laughs> same, the same team. And, and that might, might work to his advantage. But until it does, and like you said, you know, an 11-1-1 start, not unlike 2001-2002 or, you know, something along the lines of, uh, you know, this 17-game un- unbeaten streak that they had a couple of years ago, um, anything outside of something along those lines is is going to just keep people more and more pissed off, you know? Yeah. And so it, it's, it sucks for him. I really – I know it's funny. how of all, the, of all the people I've thought about today, he's the guy I'm like, man – I feel bad for him. Like I really feel, you know, so, but you know, I mean, I'm sure he's working hard and like getting, yeah. getting people ready. So, I mean, you know, coaches, they, they, there's no off season for the coach. So um, we'll, we'll have to see, but again, it's just, all we can do is sit here and wait. And there's a month and a half left to go before. The season starts. It's, it's, killing. it's like, a, it's, it's just six months when you're waiting for a team. Yeah. It's, Cause right. then you got to deal with the preseason and the preseason is oh my the scariest thing. And, and right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and my hope, and, and I think our, brought something up before that I didn't even think about, which is you, you, you hope just the fan, the fan base, the Islander fan base has been so good at galvanizing mm. over stuff like this in the past. Yeah. But for some reason it feels a little different right now. Like it feels much more like the threads are being pulled apart and yeah. like the Tavares thing, like everyone kind of just like bought in, right? Like everyone's right. just like, all right, you know, fuck it. Like mm. fuck this guy. Fuck yeah. everybody who told us that, you know, <laughs> that he was signing here and, and all that stuff. And, and, and on Long Island at its best, like that Long Island attitude is like, you know, telling someone to fuck off who deserves mm, it, right. right? Like it's one thing if they don't deserve it, but if they do deserve it, like nobody tells somebody, you know, to to go fuck themselves better than people from Long Island when they mm. deserve it. Um, so, you know, you hope, my hope, like 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 Art was saying, kind of is that at some point the, the fan base kind of just galvanizes and opening night is, you know, the, the place is raucous and the team, I don't, I don't ever doubt that the fans will get behind the team and whatever, but um, because like they should be good and, and you don't want to, you don't want to spend like the first couple weeks of the season or the the week going into the season being mad at the team. You want to be yeah. excited about the team. So uh, like I said, like you, you're owed an apology. Take, take the apology from me, I guess. And, <laughs> and then just like tomorrow, just wake up and just try to do your best to start getting excited about the fact that the Islanders have Elias Sorokin and yeah. he's the best. Yeah. 
that's that's one way to look at it. They still got Matthew Barzell. They've still got Brock Nelson. A whole host of guys. Noah Dobson guy looks pretty good. Dobson, yeah, yeah. You know, I, and again, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think if you look at a, a at the team objectively, they can't possibly go as sideways as last year's did. Although I guess it could, but you know, hopefully, I mean, that's that's the way to look at it, and we'll just have to see. But until then, uh, this is all you're gonna get. <laughs> uh, but you know, if if they do do something, we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk about that then. And uh, if not, we'll we'll see you guys. I feel like I've said this a hundred times already. Yeah. And if not, we'll, we'll see you guys at, at, at training camp. In one of those um, you know, standing standing reservations at a, yeah. at, a at a restaurant <laughs> or something. Exactly. We'll see. Right. We'll see you Thursday at eight or. But yeah. unless we don't, and that just means that the Islanders haven't traded for, you know, JT Miller or something. <laughs> you're right. Like it, right. it's that's this month and a half. It's, it's going to be a long couple weeks here. Yeah, um, in, in yeah. the Islander part of your life. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm sorry for that because, but just know I'm we're suffering right through it too. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Most people feel the same way you do. If it's if it's torturing you and you can't really quite put a finger <laughs> on it, trust me, we know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, we thank you for listening and uh, read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for your most up to date Islanders news and discussion. Listen to our past episodes. Uh, I'm still working on Islanders award winners. We got some cool things going on, and I'll have some more information about that uh, in a couple of weeks once uh, our season actually for real rolls around. Looking at early October uh, for the next season of Islanders Anxiety to start, even though the last season is. Kind of never actually ended, <laughs> but uh, but we'll start uh, again new uh, at that point. Uh, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. Find Mike at uh, on Twitter at the Big Lebowski. Uh, Wonder Goal, the soccer podcast, has begun once again because the PL the EPL is uh, back and uh, and up and running. Uh, how, how's your How are your boys looking so far? Real quick, uh, oh, terribly. Oh. It's adding to it. They're they're own two. Oh my god, uh, but. I mean, too tough, tough, yeah. tough way to start the season in terms of like their schedule. So if they lose, they're playing Nottingham Forest on 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 mm. Saturday. If they if they lose that one, then I'll start to really um, <laughs> get worried again. And this time, yeah. instead of a sixteen week relegation battle, like I'll just have to do it for thirty five or so. Mm. Um, but yeah, 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 wonder goal. If if yeah. you like if you like the Premier League, and you, we we go through every game, every episode, and give out some some of our favorite bets yeah. and. Um, Take a look. Yeah. Check it out. Maybe you can win some money too and uh, make these six weeks go by a lot faster. Man, that's a cool ass name, Nottingham Forest. I would root for a team. Nottingham yeah, Forest. yeah. They're they they're they're newly promoted, but they were you know one of the biggest clubs in England for a really long time in like the seventies and eighties. And that's cool. Then uh, we have a, a fan who listens to our show, Martin, who's a big Nottingham Forest fan, mm. and I'll talk to him about. Uh, so, so pretty excited for him to be in, in the Premier League. Their, their logo should be the old Tampa Bay Bucks logo, Bucko <laughs> Bruce, but with a different hat. Like, obviously, he's not a pirate, so you got to lose the pirate hat. But he gets like the the sort of Peter Pan, you know, Robin Hood hat, uh, or even a bandana would probably be cool. But with the with the mustache and the knife and the whole thing, that that's if I was in charge, that's yeah, a team I, mean, I would do that. <laughs> they're, they they have a great nickname too. Like they they're known as the the Tricky Trees, um, oh. which which is great. So the the, the, the Tricky tr- Trees uh, are taking on the Toffees. Everton Everton oh, wow. yeah. the Toffees on uh, on Saturday. So so yeah, the, those those uh, sounds like a very sticky matchup. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trees, it's, Toffees. Uh, yeah, it's just. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exciting, and, yeah. and, and we got uh, the uh, at least at least like this the, the sports schedule picks up a little bit next yeah. week like the u.s open is coming all oh, right yeah 
that stuff. So AEW Grand Slam also at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and uh, apparently baseball continues. And the Mets haven't <laughs> blown it yet, so enjoy that. I, I won't, but if you are enjoying that, more power to you. I hope they continue to fulfill your life uh, in a way that most Mets seasons have not. Uh, but there you go. So there's some options for you uh, for the next few weeks. And uh, if we don't talk to you uh, before then, uh, that's that's when you'll hear from us again. But uh, if something breaks, we'll we'll be here. We'll get together. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks again to Arthur Stable. Thanks, Art. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> again, it was short notice. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll get you back on at some point later this season. Take care, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.